Hey, Drew Dixon here, Chief Content Nerd at Love and I Nerd, back with you for another Bible Thump, which is where I take my Bible and whack you as hard as I can with it. That's a Bible Thump. Um, no. I, to my knowledge, we've never actually uh, hit someone with a Bible, a Love Thy Nerd. Uh, but what we do in this is just, um, like, open the Bible, talk about it, and hopefully you find some encouragement from it. So, um, but that term, it's worth talking about. That term Bible thump comes from sort of an old school phrase that refers to like, yeah, like thumping people with a Bible or thumping at people with a Bible or sort of, we're trying to redeem that phrase, I think. We're trying to redeem it and make it something better, make it something good. Um, you let me know if we actually accomplish that. So this is Mark 10. Uh, Mark 10, and I'm going to read... By the way, one of my, if not very favorite, um, or most favorite, one of my very favorite uh, stories in the Bible. So um, this is a lesser known story in the life of Jesus, but it's really, really beautiful. Let's read. Mark 10, starting in verse 46. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jesus, as Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a large crowd... um, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to keep quiet, but he was crying out all the more, Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up, he is calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, which means my Lord, the blind man said to him, I want to see. My Lord, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. Um, So the reason this is such a beautiful story to me is because it illustrates something that I think is really beautiful about Jesus, and that's that he was willing to be interrupted by people who had so little to offer him. Um, this man was bidding for Jesus' attention. And this man was bidding for Jesus' attention, and he had so little to give Jesus. I mean, this man's not going to raise the profile of Jesus as an influencer in first century um, in first century Middle East. Um, he's not going to raise Jesus' profile in his relationship with the religious leaders of his day. He's not going to get Rome's attention and put Jesus on the map as a potential political leader. Um, He had very little to offer Jesus. He was crying out to Jesus for mercy, and the people around him said, hey, shut up. (laughs) Like, they they rebuked him, right? Um, He's calling out to Jesus, and many warned him to keep quiet. But that didn't stop him. He was calling out to Jesus all the more, which is also beautiful, I think. Um, if you want Jesus' attention, cry out to him, I think is one of the messages of this story. Like, if you need comfort, if you need healing, if you need direction, if you need love, if you need to be loved, call out, persistently call out to Jesus. And maybe you don't think he'll follow through. Um, Bartimaeus did. But maybe you're in the camp of people that's like, I don't know, if I call it to him, I don't... But hey, this is a story that says, hey, give it a shot. Call out, but be persistent. Um, 
but yeah, the people around him were, were rebuking him for calling out. They're like, hey, you don't, don't you know who this is? Like, Jesus is a big deal. Do you really think you're on his radar? Um, this is like when you tweet your favorite, um, you know, celebrity on Twitter, and you keep tweeting them, and they don't, they don't tweet back, and finally somebody says, hey, quit being so nosy. <laughs> quit being, in our, in our culture, this would be like, quit being a jerk. Um, and, and Jesus, this guy's bidding for Jesus' attention, and Jesus gives it to this man. And we can't help, I think, but contrast this story. I mean, this story comes right after um, James and John say, Jesus, we want you to do for us whatever we ask, right? Put us on your right hand and your left. Put us in positions of power. This has come right after um, Jesus had these interactions with his disciples where they see his kingdom as an opportunity for their advancement. Bartimaeus doesn't see it that way, right? Um, and and so their rebuke, you know, the it could have been the disciples, we don't know who, it must have been some of the disciples that were telling Bartimaeus to be quiet, or it could have been people, it could have been religious leaders, we don't know exactly who it was, but there's a distinct contrast between the actions of James and John and the other disciples and this blind beggar who just knows, if I could just get his attention. If I could just meet with Jesus, this guy would change my life. And I think that's true. Like, I think that's true. If we could just meet with Jesus, if we could just um, connect with him, it really will change our lives. Uh, but also, I think that this is a picture of how Christ lived and calls us to live. Like, think about, here's what I want to leave you with really today, is who is a Who's bidding for your attention? Who is regularly saying, hey, if you would just just pay attention to me, if you would just give me a minute every time, who wants to be your friend? Like, who's reaching out to you? Who's talking to you? Like, one the obvious example for me, like, every day is my kids. Um, almost every day, um, my son, Thatcher, he's three years old, says, Daddy, will you play a video game with me? Almost every day. Daddy, Daddy will you play a video game with me? Um, look, I can't always say yes to that because I work from home. So he's asking me this at like 10 o'clock and I have a meeting in five minutes, you know, or whatever. And I have to say, sorry, buddy, I'm working. I, I'll play with you later. But listen, like I, even though that's, that's a struggle for me with, with him uh, because of the times at which he asks, I still want more often than not, as much as in my, as, as it's in my power, I want more often than not for my answer when he bids for my attention, when my kids say, Daddy, I need you. Will you do this with me? Will you play with me? Uh, will you help me with X, Y, or Z? I want my answer to be yes. Why? Because when we say yes to the bids for our attention from the people around us, what does that communicate? Well, it communicates care. It communicates that they matter. Um, it communicates that they're on our radar and that they matter to us. So um, who's bidding for your attention and how do you tend to respond? As people call out to you for your attention and your, your time, um, let's ask God to make our answer more often than not, yes. Yes. You are worth my time. You're worth my attention. Um, and here's the reality about the people around us. They are worthy of our time and our attention, and our care. They are. 
They absolutely are. And so Jesus sees a blind man who has nothing to offer and says, you're worthy of my attention. And not only that, Jesus highlights this guy's faith. Again, this happens again and again in Mark's gospel. It's faith that's connected to, to healing, right? Um, and, and leads to salvation. He says, your faith, Jesus is man, your faith has saved you. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's a debate. Is he talking about eternal salvation or the physical salvation of healing from, from being blind? Um, but Jesus asks this guy, what do you want from me? And he's ready. He's ready with an answer. Um, and I love that. I love that because Jesus is never put out by his followers, never put out. Think of how he responded to children, right? His disciples are annoyed by the children coming to him. Jesus isn't. Um, but also, I think this is a passage that challenges us to examine ourselves and to think about who Jesus is and what he offers us. Um, when, If Jesus were coming by, what would we call out to him for? Would we call out to him for mercy? And when he summons us, what would we ask him for? Um, what would you ask? What would you want him to do for you? Um, would you ask for freedom? Would you ask for salvation? Would you ask for mercy? And when you get it, what would you do next? Right? Like if Jesus would give you what you really need, not just what you want, right? Not like that promotion or, um, you know, financial security or whatever, but what you really need, what your heart really needs. If he were to give that to you, what would you do next? Uh, Bartimaeus, this blind beggar, who has almost nothing to offer Jesus, right? Like, and that's not true. Like, I want to walk that back a little bit. You do actually have a lot to offer Jesus. Not that he needs what we have to give, but he, we do have a lot to offer Jesus. I think this is true of Jesus' posture in the Gospels. He sees us as people who have so much potential for good, for the good of the kingdom, for the good of the world, for the good of our neighbors. He sees potential in you that you don't have a clue about. So, um, do you see it though? And when Jesus gives you what you actually, what your heart actually needs, what would you do next? Blind Bartimaeus has so little to offer, he gives Jesus everything. <laughs> he follows him. That's what he wants. That's what he wants from you and me. It's not that complicated. He wants us to follow him. That can look like a lot of different things that can have a, take a different shape in each of our lives because of our different contexts. But that's what I want to do, right? Isn't that what you want to do too? When Jesus calls, we follow. It's really simple. Christianity is not nearly as complex as we make it sometimes. Um, but I'm so glad that we have the Savior who, when we bid for his attention, gives it and gives us life. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week.